This is Bounce Up, a series on mental wellness and resilience in collaboration with the University of Pretoria Student Counseling Unit. Tux FM 107.2, this is Bounce Up, where we um, focus on mental health and putting you first. And today I am so excited to be back into these conversations. I'm with Fukang. Yeah, yeah, what to do, baby? And my name is Jadal, and we are going to be focusing on relationships today. And we are not alone. Um, joining us in studio is Ntabi Singh, who is a counseling psychologist at the Student Counseling Unit. And we also have Shoki, who's the intern uh, as a counseling psychologist at the SCU as well. So thank you so much for making time to chat with us today because we are always just wanting answers in life because it can be really hard. Mm, yeah. Thank you. And even with uh, the chat that we're having now, of course we're speaking about Njola the dating and how that's <laughs> going to relate to uh, you know us as young people. And the reason why I want to start it off is the relationships romantic relationships as young people is seen as something we shouldn't be doing like it's also not something we shouldn't be taking seriously but we do it anyway and it rocks us it rocks your world and I want to start off the conversation with with um, participating in a romantic relationship as young people on a mental level psychological level how do we get to a place where we can do so in a way that is not detrimental mm-hmm. I guess to to our mental health and just yeah move on properly I can say you know romantic relationships are a natural path for every human being whoever tells you that you're not supposed to be engaged in this lying to you but yeah you, you you go through it anyway and the one thing that you may actually be aware of when you go into a relationship to avoid being uh, detrimental to another person or damaging to another person is to be aware of yourself be aware of your own weaknesses be aware of your own strengths be aware of the things that you know when you do can actually harm another person if you're aware and know yourself proper you can be able to relate with that person from a point of information and power and therefore if anything happens from their side yeah. you are out of what triggers negative emotions in you that is one critical point i don't know if shogi you have another thing i totally agree with what you're saying it's very important to be self-aware it makes it easier for you to be aware of what triggers you what are things that you don't like what are things that get into your safe space mentally and mm. being aware of that is very important and share that with your partner as well that's also mm. very important yeah mm. oh, i love that but also for me personally like i, I agree with the self-awareness point but like sometimes it can be really difficult trying to decipher between like whether i should follow my heart or mm. my head because mm. it can feel like it's interlinked and then you don't know which decision to make so honestly how do we know which part of our i guess body to listen to <laughs> do we go with our hearts or do we go with our head and how do we make like decisions based on that kind of thing? just remember that your emotions are your thoughts communicated it starts here and it goes to your emotions so what do you feel it was started in your head first Mm-hmm. So everything starts in your head and manifests emotionally. Although generally we have people who are thinkers and we have people who are feelers. Those who are feelers are those who start with emotions first and think after. And mostly those who are, <laughs> 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 who are thinkers, they start first by intellectualizing everything and then emotions will follow. So it doesn't matter where you start as long as you know what triggers you. And from there on, start with the facts. Is it really possible that this can happen is it really what really happened don't go with the assumptions the most important thing is that in any relationship if you assume you are making a mistake you know what it means like you have to assume Mm. Mm. Make an S S? of you and me. I didn't get it. You didn't get it? (laughs) No, but you'll tell me afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) So try not to assume. 
Okay. Work on facts so that when you process it in your head and it finally manifests in your emotions, we hear that you had processed facts, not assumptions. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's so easy to be emotion laden and to be driven by our emotions, right? And sometimes that can be quite a tricky thing. So sometimes you need to sit with your emotion and literally unpack it. And how do you do that? By using your brain, right? You're mm-hmm. going to rationalize what it is that you're feeling. Because sometimes you'd find that you're so overtaken by emotions that you end up acting out of maybe for example anger and then Mm -hmm. once you sit back and reflect you're like oh I probably shouldn't have done that Mm -hmm. that's where the unpacking starts so I would say create also a balance between the two right so make it a point to unpack your emotions and like in time saying said link it to is it really is this really relevant here you know maybe I'm overreacting or maybe I'm not really thinking about this right so try to also rationalize as well yeah okay that's that's a lot that's a lot and the question (laughs) now that I have is in regards to now entering into a relationship especially in a day a day and age where a lot of mental disorders are acceptable, yeah. right? Every second person has been some uh, through some way form of depression, mm-hmm. uh, mental, uh, their own traumas, and so on and mm. so forth. And what we learned last time is that uh, with mental health disorders, there's a spectrum. So some people uh, lie on either side. And my chat is now in entering a relationship, and I have a partner who is experiencing mental health disorders. How do I engage or know I'm in the right space to engage in such a relationship? And the nice part is that you said most people go through it, mm. so. Which means you are saying 100% of us have Hmm. mental disorders Hmm. and you are all operating from different spectrums. So it's nice if you go into a relationship without actually preconceiving that there's something wrong with the person. Mm. Go in with the feeling that I am 100% okay and this person is 100% okay. And then after you're finding out that there are certain issues that you can't deal with, as long as you start off by understanding yourself, you know where we started, Hmm. understand your triggers, understand what you don't like, understand what you like, and then try to understand the next person. Ask the best important thing is to ask us as questions communicate with the person understand where they are coming from understand what influences their decision what makes them do what they do what triggers what may be a negative influence in the relationship then you can be able to understand what to do and after doing that you understand what are the possibilities of helping the person mm. is there anything that i can do that can make our relationship easy um, do I need to be in this relationship? Does it suit me? Be selfish in your decision. If it doesn't suit you, check out. Yeah. If it does suit you, if you have the ability to support the person, mm. do so. But remember, always look at yourself and say, can I? Because yeah. most of the time we end up staying in a relationship for the benefit of the other person, but you are not okay. Remembering that as long as you are in it and you are not okay, you are causing more damage. Yeah. Wow. You are yeah. causing more harm. Yeah, That is so true. And like sometimes like I feel like in our generation, for instance, we always just want to help and we always just want to yeah. Love is all about the sacrifice, yes. and then mm. we forget that, like, we fill in other people's cups, mm. but we neglect uh, in our own. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> so but, also, but what are you filling in in your cup? Mm. That's another important wow. thing. You're not filling what, do, what, what you have in your cup, yes, mm. but that's what are you saying. filled with love? Are you filled with peace? Are you filled with a uh, positive attitude, or are you coming in with criticisms, damaging? Oh. What is filled in in that cup? And mm. also, what is the gain of actually filling in someone's cup while yours is running empty? So where exactly. are you pouring from? You yeah. know, so I like what you said. It's very important to educate yourself. And like you said, although there's this thing of wanting to help and wanting to save, if you're with someone that has been diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder, it's very important to ask. Don't assume that I've read so mm. much on a specific mental disorder and sure. this is what they need. Ask them, how can I support you? What do you need from me? How do we go about each playing an equal part in the relationship mm. as opposed to finding yourself as sort of like, you know, the one that is actually maintaining the relationship alone just because, mm. ish, but my partner is suffering from this. Allow them also the opportunity to be able to engage in the relationship without 
without necessarily having certain boundaries around them just because ah I know probably can't handle this so I'll take over. Yeah. Mm. Let it be exactly that a partnership between two people. Yeah. Yes. And another thing also be aware of general societal stereotypes on mental illness Deeper. and yes. your opinions about mm. it and how you feel about it. There are people who are uneasy in the relationship with a person for instance who has bipolar disorder yeah. and whereas if you try to understand what it comes from, yeah. what it means, how you'll behave around that person, you may find that this person is actually a very nice person. You mm. actually enjoy them. But because you have certain stereotypes about the disorder, you mm. end up harming yeah. than actually building. That so also, I would say, brings in the importance of education. Mm. If you educate yourself, it lessens the likelihood of you stigmatizing mm. against a certain disorder and it allows you the opportunity to actually learn. But like you said, know what works for you. If mm. this know is for you and you can you. handle it, then okay. If not, then check out. Don't kind of be the person to add on to, you know, the stress mm. that is already going on in that person's life. If you really feel like I, I can't handle this, do so respectfully and then, yeah, life yeah. goes on. Yeah, I absolutely love that. But I just want to now go into like the whole topic of gaslighting now. When you define gaslighting, it's actually one form of abuse and it's a very powerful tool. It is when a person manipulates a psychological outlook of things to suit them and to make you feel inadequate. For instance, if um, you want to go to town by taxi and your boyfriend, for instance, tells you, but going to town by taxi is more dangerous than if you can actually catch a train and you're not comfortable in catching a train and you want to use a, ta- a taxi and in your mind, you just go, you use a taxi and you come back and you come back. They plant seeds of self-doubt. It could have been an accident. There could have been a kidnapper in the taxi. There could have been this. Next time you have to do it, you're doubtful. You're thinking, the last time I did, this is what was, I was told. The last time I did, we almost had an accident. The last time I did, this is what happened. So gradually, you are shifting your perspective and your reality mm. to suit what the person you are with in the relationship. And once that your perspective moves to the other side, you are now in mm. the palm of their hands. Because now they control how you think and they control what your actions will be. They know what the end game is you don't know. Mm. So, so they manipulate your thoughts, your way of thinking, your perspective on things. All right, so now I want to know, can you please give us a tip of how we can identify whether we're being gaslit or mm. we're a gaslighter? It will actually be the same thing, but from different perspective, from where you are standing. Uh, generally, when you are being gaslit, you realize that you are always made to question your own judgment. If you have a judgment about some things, always you are being judged, uh, questioned about that. You're also being, uh, your reality is always distorted. It's always shifted. When you believe that something is like this, it's been told down. It's not blue, it's green, you know. And there's a lot of lies that is around in the relationship as well. You may be told something that is different today, tomorrow it's something else. So there is never anything that is static. Every every time the goalposts keep changing. Mm. And when you are in a relationship where the goalposts keep changing, you don't know where the reality is. So the same with a gaslighter. You know that you are doing it when you actually play around with people's reality and people's minds and when you think you have a solution or the life uh, thinking and perspective in your hands so whatever you want you manipulate then you know you're a gaslighter thank you so much we really appreciate it and we hope that you enjoyed this conversation too don't ever forget that your feelings are valid